Mood.tv Oh, stop it. That's disgusting. It's mouth noise time. <laughs> this is going to be the episode of Mouth Noises. Oh, please don't start it there. 99. That's what this is? This is yeah, 99. Yeah, big 99. Yeah. I love that you're drinking Coors. I love Coors Light. Coors Light. I was going to get the original, but I didn't want to be too drunk because I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> Does Light get you less drunk? Yeah, that's 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 has less calories because it has less alcohol. Oh, it's all the alcohol content. It's true because alcohol is sugar, and so usually the light beers have less alcohol because it has less ah, sugar. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Boom, boom. I said no Facts. idea. You learned some new education. Learned something new. It's a miracle. Day. So that's why if you have like a Tremens, it's like much higher. Oh, yeah. Like wine is really sweet because it's even higher. Unless you're talking about that, you know, like Sutter Farms and all that. Somehow sweet because it's sugar, but not the alcohol sugar. Tremens gives you tremors for sure. I like it. The delirium? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Do you ever have that mad elf? I have not. I like mad elf. Oh. oh. I mean, I don't know that it tastes great. I guess, Mary, you like it. I liked it. Uh, Sounds like an IPA. Does it have a lot of hops? I don't think so. It definitely has a lot of drunk stuff. I had it once. <laughs> Alcohol? And it, lots of that. <laughs> High percentage. I had it one time in my life, and that's the only night I ever smoked a cigarette. Ooh. And Dad, because Dad was sitting next to me, and it was Dad and Joel, and we were at the bar. We were slugging mad elves and kamikazes. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, like you do. Yeah. And this was in the very last days of when you could still smoke in a lot of bars. Right on. And we were sitting there sucking down kamikazes and mad elves, and Dad lights up a cigarette, and I said, all right, well, if you're going to have one of those cancer sticks, I'm going to have one of those cancer sticks. <laughs> and I made him hand me one, and I lit it up, and there's a great picture of me doing a double middle finger at a camera. That I don't know, it must have been some early cell phone camera, and I immediately vomited. Oh, yeah, all right. I vomited. I ran to the bathroom, and it was one of those where I feel like streams were coming out of my finger slots. (laughs) You know, when you cover your mouth and it just becomes like a cage. It was like (laughs) it was like if Anthony Hopkins was vomiting in Silence of the Lambs, how it would have just projectiled everywhere because of the bars on his mask. I told it on the show one time. It was in that lady on the train. She, she threw up and alphabet soup came out. Oh, <laughs> my like, gosh. It's yeah, she was covering so... it up. It's just like alphabets everywhere appear to. Were the letters still intact? I remember them being intact, but as, as we know from the last episode. Did they spell anything? <laughs> it said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was a U and a G and a lot of H's. Isn't that a saying, if you have enough people throw up alphabet soup, you can write Shakespeare? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just like the monkeys <laughs> sitting in a room, but but with a vomiters on a train. You get enough vomiters on yeah, a train. Yeah, I think I've heard that. You can write. It's a comic so you, colloquialism. Yeah. I mean, in a world of infinite possibilities, I mean, that's nothing. That's right. I want to see something weird happen. <laughs> that, that's what I want to see. Well, this is Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast... And we are here with a very special guest. 
We're having Meredith back on. She's right there. And we, oh, I like mask noises. The mask noises. <laughs> or, I guess general cartoon noises. Yeah. We, we don't have enough AM radio stuff on this show. Text Avery, more like sex Avery, am I right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, and we got producer EJ5000. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> we need Vuvuzelas. Kind of a special one here, right? 99. Yeah, well. Gregaman's absent. No Gregaman. Yeah. The only thing we didn't mention yet to the adoring audience is that we don't have Gregaman tonight. It's very sad, but we're going to make do. We're going to figure it out. Just don't worry. Thanks to the listeners who stuck it out the last episode. We know it was a long one. It was a little inside baseball, but we had fun catching up. So welcome back if you're still here. Now you know why we're all... <laughs> So fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. Now you understand. It was an odd place to grow up. Wonderful. Well, we made it weird. It's hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say what the ratio is there. But But now you know. I would say compared to my upbringing, which was just so textbook suburban, it's not, I can't imagine having the childhood you had, like having to drive so far to get places, Yeah. living Mm -hmm. on a mountain, like so wooded. Your area was so wooded. It you was. didn't have like lawns and stuff. That's so. Yeah, we had rocks. Yeah, you get rocks and, but that's different fun. It's like hill fun. Yeah, we really hill lived fun. in the, in the woodlands, in the sticks. So where were you? Where'd you grow up? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, but in the suburbs of suburbs. Cincinnati. Huh. Oh yeah. So just you look up suburb in the dictionary, it's that. Like Edward Scissorhands was a couple blocks over doing his thing with the ice sculptures and the topiaries. Everybody's got yeah. topiaries in Cincinnati. Yep, topiaries galore. It's the topiary capital of the Midwest. Who knew? And you grew up with delicious chili. Oh, yeah, just swimming in fucking chili. Chili with yeah. cheese on spaghetti. Oh, oh, it's so good. Oh, spaghetti. Yeah, we did over rice, but spaghetti sounds wonderful, too. Oh, yeah, they plopped the Delicious. chili. I like that chili's been a, uh, a recurring theme on the Mayak for the last few episodes. But, <laughs> oh, it didn't come up on the last one, but we've been talking about chili. But uh, in Cincinnati. I hope in the context of eating bit. it. Oh, did we? We had more chili talk? I think we talked about Wendy's last time. I think we talked about Wendy's every episode. Oh, my God, <laughs> Wendy's chili. It's so, it's such a thing. You know that I, little carton when you see it. I never had the chili. I don't think I ever really ate it. I've never. You guys had need it. to go tonight. It's only a dollar. Eat it. Oh my gosh. Write about it. That is gonna be. Instagram it. Twitter I will ride it. the fart train to work tomorrow. I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Cannot. You don't even have to have a train to be on the fart train. Hell no. It just launches you to work. <laughs> Sans train. You just catapulted to work. <laughs> on. Uh, on a rainbow of delicious chili farts. Yeah, running the wind through the sails of your ass. <laughs> Chili farts. How do they work? It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to all of our insane clown posse fans out there. Our juggalos. The juggalos. Our, yeah. our big contingent of juggalo listeners. Well, I have prepared a question yet again for our 99th episode. My gosh. And the question is as follows. What is something... That you are overly judgmental of. (laughs) Like a small thing that you probably shouldn't be judgmental of, but for some reason, it just bothers you. Where do I... So, so, so many. Even So many. Yes. So many. What makes you feel the worst about yourself for judging it? Hmm. What do you mean? 
Can you rephrase that? What's something that you you judge you judge somebody for doing this, but you feel bad judging them because it's such a paltry little thing? Oh, okay. That I'd have to think about. I think the things that I first come to mind for me are things that I don't give a shit. They're being idiots because they're doing it. Mm. For instance, <laughs> taking the train to work early in the morning, it's often very quiet. But there have been so many instances where the only sound is just somebody chewing gum so loudly <laughs> that it's the only sound in the whole car. And they just sit there so clueless. <laughs> and I just glare. I just glare because I'm not even putting it on. It's not a performative glare. It's just a straight up <laughs> anger fucking glare. <laughs> That's reminiscent of the of Shauna Raja's episode where yep. we talked about noises that annoyed us. Yeah, yeah that I mean mouth noises oh, good when Lord. eating and chewing I definitely get me. Oh, yeah. I just cannot. It is like my number one thing. I think that gets. I think that gets a lot of people though. There's a lot of people I think that have, have chewing stuff. I remember I, when I was a kid, I would go crazy if music wasn't playing at dinner. I, we always had to have music on, or I would go ape shit. Hmm. I I would be so uncomfortable if all we heard was everybody chewing. Oh, to drown out the chewing. Yeah, I couldn't take it, and I had to have something else to listen to, or I would hone in on the chewing. Yep. And I would be driven into a weird rage. I understand so completely. Yeah. Because otherwise you have one person talking a lot, which Anthony, both you and I would do during meals. Or all you would hear was like, yeah. and then tink, 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 uh, which is yeah. hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if, so I get that. if restaurants never played music? That would be, oh, that would be so awful. I would never want to go out to dinner again. There's nothing that would get me to save more money than if restaurants stopped playing music. For sure. I wouldn't I be able to deal. that's true. Yeah, I don't care if it's that obnoxious house music and it's Brazilian tapas. Thump it. I don't want to hear you chew it. Thump it. It's like the music that they play in hotel lobbies. I call that music sophistication. Uh, it sounds like some kind of weird... It's not jazz. What is sophistication? Do you know how to describe that? It's... It sounds like it's just music that it's Muzak equivalent. Yeah. Probably made by a particular company. There's probably somebody sitting at like a digital workstation just all day. They just make like one like blow off track after another. Yeah, totally. They're so vacuous. They're so simple. They're it's so funny. Filler. You know it when you hear it. There's, there's it's like Neo Muzak fusion. Yes. That's yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So write it down, writers. NMF. <laughs> it's right? it's so funny. Acronym. It's such a thing. You know it when you hear it, and it's it's such a hotel lobby thing. So I don't care if it's that. If it's gonna drown out your tortilla crunching, you know, then fucking a. I'm down. But I need to clarify something because I I misspoke. I got off the rails a little bit. I think I went more into a pet peeve. But I will say, I just judge people who chew gum. And I particularly judge them if they're chewing it loudly and with their mouth open. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of people that chew gum. But I'm just saying, when I see you do it, I think you're dumber. I hear that. Yeah, fuck those gum chewers. Fuck all of you gum chewers. And you, Anthony, with your snaggletooth gum trick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. I hate that. <laughs> what is that? Do you think it fools anybody? No, it just looks sick. Like okay. You don't know how to chew gum or keep food in your mouth. Whenever I'm chewing a white piece of gum, 
I like to chew it up and then stick a little bit out of my mouth and say it's a snaggle tooth. It doesn't fool anybody, but for some reason, I find that funny. It's disgusting. Yeah, but it's still disgusting because what is that thing? There's a thing where like, you know how there's like fake humans? Not really fake humans, but they have these like androids or like wax museums and shit. Yeah. The term is escaping me, but there's a th- they have a term for this where it's like, it's real, but there's just something off. That tooth is that where you're like, oh, it could be a snaggle tooth, so I hate it, but it's not a snaggle tooth. Yeah, the uncanny valley. What is that? Is that a thing? Yeah. It's a um, thing. Yeah, it's where, like, when they're working on androids and stuff, it's like, they're close, but they're not quite... Or, like, uh, the first Final Fantasy movie that came out in the theaters. Or, like, whenever you're watching something CG, where you're like, oh, I'm almost fooled by it. Or, like, a cutscene in most video games. You're like, oh, it's almost real, but you can tell. There's something about it where, like, even animals do it. Like, where you, like, can see a dog and it'll go up to a stuffed animal that looks like another dog, and they're, like, totally freaking out because they're like... What the fuck's going on here? Well, we have that too. It's like built into creatures, so we we, we yeah. kind of get the vibe. I think you're giving Anthony Snaggletooth way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's nothing to do with true. the Uncanny Valley. I love the idea of the Uncanny <laughs> Valley, and I could talk about this forever. But this Snaggletooth, it's very clear what's going on because there's like <laughs> bite marks in it. <laughs> it's I want- gum. <laughs> I'm Who has dying. a snaggle tooth that hangs out a quarter of an inch over their lip? You should come to Johnstown again. We had burgers at one time, but you weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it would fly more in Johnstown. Maybe. Like, wow, you got a tooth? <laughs> yeah, we're, that's the Canny Valley. Uncanny Valley. No, no, Very not in Johnstown. I'm going to grab my computer cord. I'll be right back. Johnstown is full canny. A full canny. Full canny. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, all right, EJ. Do you have one off the top of your head? Well, yeah. Okay, so something something along the lines of what Meredith was saying that as I get older, I know I've mentioned this on the show before. I, I and I have a child. He's twelve. Milo, if you're listening, you shouldn't listen. This is for eighteen years older or older. But I love you. But I try not to yuck other people's yum in general because life's a struggle. We all like what we like. But there's certain things, and music specifically, where I just, I'll judge you. I just judge you. So if you find out people are listening to a particular kind of music, you just judge the fuck out of them. Well, see, music, I feel, is like neo-tribalism. It's probably not even neo-tribal. It's just tribalism. Like we, we, we definitely identify with the type of music that we like if we identify with the music that we like. Just look at me and in so, my sweater vest. Absolutely. Sure. And so, like, there's two types of music that I'll judge you. Not necessarily negatively in both cases but if someone's like i love country music because it tells a story i'm judging you i am judging people who listen to country music why do you listen to country music you get a pass for johnny uh for johnny cash you get a pass for dolly parton you get a pass for old country we just lost our joel audience (laughs) (laughs) well joel bye joel buy a t-shirt and why do you listen to country I yeah. know why it tells a story. It's fun. It's Guess good what? Lots time. of things tell us stories, like children's books and movies. Why don't you get that entertainment from there? So if you listen to country music, I'm sorry, I'm going to judge you, and I'm going to judge you neg- negatively. Now, what about folk music? Folk is on the border. Whoa. Yeah, there's a lot of stories there. Oh, them fighting words. I, I, I find a lot of folk music upon itself. 
But I also realized that folk music originally was to tell stories. So that's a whole different thing. Yes. Yeah, totally. I don't find country music and folk as closely united these days as the steps that made country to folk would seem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not these days. Historically, folk is a way to, to convey messages, tell stories, religions, what have you, because memorizing words without a melody is pretty tough. Music of the people, Volk. Absolutely, and it's like, it's easier to remember your ABCs when you have a melody behind it, right? Right. So we gotta, we gotta share knowledge, but when you're talking about getting drunk on a plane or like how Jesus is a, is a tailgater or whatever, no, that's bullshit. That's silly. What do you that think? That is silly. And it's also manipulative. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel ya. I just really want to know what Jesus is like contribution to the tailgate is other than the good word like does he bring nacho dip he probably brings shawarma shawarma does he bring hot cross buns (laughs) he brings the great weed (laughs) yeah man i would love to have jesus at a tailgate i bet he'd be more fun than we'd think now the other genre of music that i will judge you upon even though it's mostly music judgment because that's that's a big one for me though not negatively necessarily is metal oh if you're a metalhead I'm going to judge you, but not necessarily in a bad way. I'm going to go deeper because there's there's all sorts of different metalheads. And so I want to see if you're like a primary metalhead. Are you just like, yeah, I love Sabbath. <laughs> Are you like into Ghost, which is like the country music of metal? Like there's all sorts of metal <laughs> oh, I bands. Love and so this. I want to I want to I want to know what you listen to and why you were bold enough to tell me that that's how you identify yourself because I love music. I think music is magic. It's a miracle. In the words of ICP. <laughs> but I'm very careful to tell other people what kind of music I'm into because I realize that I would judge that person if they told me. Totally. So that's, a, I think, a credit to how important music is to me, but also how people dive in and are totally picking their tribe based upon certain bands and or music. Yeah. What about the guy that covered... The Sound of Silence. Disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Disturbed fit in the metal scene? It is my favorite uh. thing in the whole world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very new metal, and the production is the least metal thing you could ever hear. Because it's so produced? It's super clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They plugged their thing right into a Line 6 audio device and... and oh, you think it's like d- direct in? Oh, those guitars have no tone. I mean, they're yeah. like that tone. Interesting. Say, like, uh, one of my favorite bands, not to judge, growing up was Goldfinger. I loved Goldfinger, their punk mentality. It was great. John Feldman, who is the lead singer of Goldfinger, now produces bands. And that's his thing. He likes going right in that line six. And I got to say, John, I met you backstage at that concert, and I said I would work with you. (laughs) If we're ever going to work together, you got to get rid of that line six. You got to start micing these amps because that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that real, real. At least I do. So you definitely hear that in that song. My goodness. Or what's that uh, with Beyond Blue Eyes, a Who cover or uh, by Limp Bizkit? Or, Can't I don't say know. I really got into the biscuit. Yeah. Oof. It's a newer one and me neither, but <laughs> the four channels in Johnstown, it's either recycled rock and roll and or. Jesus music and uh, do you think there are either do you think there are two types of Johnstown folk like the metal listeners and the country listeners or do you think they're the same I think there's probably some crossover in a lot of in the Venn diagram but I don't want to generalize this town there's some good there's some good folks everywhere 
Oh, listen. And also, I don't, again, I don't want to yuck people's yum because, you know, if you like what you like, because, you know, I think this was the last episode or two episodes ago to bring up Greg a man and his wife. The first time I met her, oh. she straight up said Nickelback is one of her favorite pants. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. I love you. you but you that judged. was tough for me. You judged in that moment. It's tough. That I is did. Tough. Oh. Hard I judge. pulled it back. I pulled it back hard because I was like, that's cool. And those guys are really funny on the That's online. Guy Fieri's band. It's hard. <laughs> it gets hard. It's like I had a student, Anthony, you know the story, who um, I would go around at the beginning of each semester and have everybody introduce themselves and say, like, what music are you into? Or, like, what's your favorite song? What song do you think you're going to write about for your report this year, this semester? And we get to one girl, and she, <laughs> she says, time to say goodbye by Andrea Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I was just like gripping the desk. Like, how do I not just like die right now and ask her every question possible? Like, how do you know this? How do you get into it? What do you like about it? Blah, blah, blah. Because it's just such cheeseball shit. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the amount of people... I mean, Kenny G is one of the top-selling musicians of all time. Of all time. Like, yeah. right up top five, maybe. It's, God bless him. It's insane. Uh, so, yeah, top ten, whatever. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> so incredible. So, you know, he's done all right. He's doing something right. It's the hair. It's the hair. Also, the novelty of a soprano sax is just... Oh, I know. The can't. smooth sax. I mean, I'm looking forward to Christmas just so we could <laughs> pop that album on. <laughs> it's the best. That is some I of the best Christmas the Hanukkah shit. song on that album. Oh, Ironically yeah. Because that's the one that's actually got some weird harmony. Yeah, it's very modal. It's yeah. Like it's modal and moody. Yeah. But beyond beyond music, I'm because sorry. we can get into this, we yeah. can have a whole episode <laughs> of this. Let's yeah, yeah. do it. And, and we're near a break. The other thing that I completely judge people on, as I, again, I'm sure alluded to on the show, is teeth. Teeth. I will judge you if you got fucked up teeth or if you have perfect teeth. It doesn't matter. I notice your teeth. And so I think, just like music... That's something that you're presenting to me, either intentionally or unintentionally, that I noticed immediately. And yep. so if you got all your teeth, you got points in my book. <laughs> <laughs> if they're a little weird, subtract a few points. If they're missing, or yeah, subtract a lot of points. So <laughs> teeth are important because so that's something I usually judge people on pretty pretty fiercely though once you start talking as long as you can make correct syllables because of the lack of teeth uh then then we'll get there we'll get there we'll see how we are but can you trust people with perfect teeth if i see perfect perfect teeth it's either dentures or there's i don't i've never seen anybody that's been like blessed without having work done on their teeth nobody like You've either had braces or you have those Visalines or you got porcelains or like there's mm-hmm. no such thing as perfect teeth. I just I've never seen it. All right. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. There's no perfect, but there's like a nine out of ten for teeth. Sure. But if you sure. meet a young, robust person <laughs> with a nine out of ten for teeth, do you start <laughs> Serena getting Williams? Yeah. When you meet the Serena Williams, <laughs> do you start getting a little worried that maybe they're dentures? You can mostly tell, I think. But I do notice. That's the thing. I do notice. And I will judge you upon what I see. And I'll have all sorts of thoughts. From now on, I do... Whenever I meet somebody with great teeth, I'm going to ask if they're dentures. I think that's a terrific icebreaker. Or a partial, or if they've been bleached, or like... How do you have perfect teeth? Especially since, as you were talking, millennials and onward, if that's what we're going to be judged. 
we had like sugar smacky cookie like we had the worst food <laughs> yeah, ever that had all it was all chemicals and pop tarts and like you know we'd slim jims fucking we'd, dig we'd, dug frog whatever smacks frog what was his name yeah fucking dig em, dug frog dig i'm with you fucking <laughs> dig him rotted our teeth out and he was all like ribbit 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna rot your teeth out i remember when i used to sit on my grandmother's lap she would up when i might when i would turn my head she would take her dentures out <laughs> And then she'd be like, hey, <laughs> she'd be all gums and, and sick and so sick. But it was funny. It was funny. She did it to be funny, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think. And you found it terrifying. Like, <laughs> yeah. As you should. Yeah. I definitely really want to ask people if those are dentures now. I think that's a wonderful icebreaker when you meet somebody with nice teeth. It's a great way of complimenting somebody until they go, they are. Yeah. It's all about how you say it. You can't be like, yeah. are those dentures? <laughs> Equally as offensive of, of asking people, have you ever pictured me naked, I think? Right around the I don't know. House. No, no way. No way, because this is... All right, what are the chances that they are dentures? It would be weird if they were dentures. It would be weird. It would be weird if they pictured you naked. That's not weird. That seems pretty normal. Anthony likes to think that everybody's doing that all the time. Yeah, I don't mind. Maybe he's not wrong, but it's still yeah, a weird question. I mean, and, and anyway, it's a whole other discussion. Whole other discussion. All right, we're gonna go to a break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna we're gonna chat a little bit more. We're gonna excavate more our judginess, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you whatever you do on your break because um, unless you call in and tell me what you're doing and it's and it's judge worthy, but uh, you know whatever whatever tickles your pickle. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Uh, we were just talking about things that we are overly judgy about, and I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you mine. We had a good break. I'm yeah. sorry. Not to- Wait, what? <laughs> overly judgy about? We were literally just talking about the Supreme Court judge, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cute. Not to be political, but yeah. uh, if I'm speaking my voice, not happy with current things. Do you I'm think- going to speak my voice, because why not, right? You listen your to my show, podcast. Yeah. If you don't like my opinion, then that's okay, but uh, you're you listening show to your me. World. So. Do you think they ever say to each other, do, they ever, do you, they, you ever think they make judgmental jokes? Like, did you watch Terminator Judge, Judgment Day? I don't know. No. What would be a judgmental joke? No, like joke? when somebody's doing, I don't know, what's a, what's a judgy term? Like a writ of cert. Do you think anybody's going, <laughs> oh, you're so judgmental? <laughs> or do you think they get to be extra judgy of each other? Like, oh, Ruth, really, those glasses today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I bet they all wake up to the night court theme, though. But I do, <laughs> yeah. too. So I'm not judging them for that. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you get a hall pass to be judgy of just anything if you're a judge? Yeah, just to be a complete and total bitch all the time. Yeah. Their first record was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> to come down hard on imperfect teeth. 
Yeah, right? They're real hardcore about that. <laughs> Judge Kennedy coming down hard on imperfect teeth. <laughs> I like or like that. bad park jobs. They like constantly are taking pictures of people parking over the yellow line in Walmart. Yeah. They should all have Insta feeds. Do you think any of them have Insta feeds? I don't know. Huh. I've never looked. I don't know. I bet RBG does. She's such an icon. Oh, yeah. Did you see that thing about her working out? There was a whole video no. of her working. Like, it was just yeah, so. I saw that. It was so. Nobody panic. Nobody panic. She's going to yeah, be around I'll be for, alive for yes, another couple of years. Is what I it seemed like. That oh, was so funny. Sweet. In all fairness, she's in better shape than me, but. Oh, sure. As you were saying, that's optimistic. Oh, yeah. 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 She could beat the living shit out of me. I mean, when I arm wrestled her, she took me right down. <laughs> right down. She was threw she me. What movie was it? Was it like Hot Shots Part 2? There's like an arm wrestling competition and, and they and they throw him. He gets thrown. It, like a, like one of those dummies that yeah. you can see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember this? Do you remember what movie that was? I feel like it was a Hot Shots movie, but I could be wrong. There's an entire Sylvester Stallone movie where he's a truck driver and it's all about arm wrestling. Yes, when I was little, I thought that was Rocky. <laughs> That's amazing. Because it was always on TV. Wait, who were we just talking to about this? We were literally just talking about this the other day. I was with somebody. I feel like I was there for it. Was that filmed somewhere that someone lived? I don't know. This is going to kill me. I think that's me. what it was. Anyways. Well, you know what the movie was called? Because you're going to love this. Over the Top. Of course. Arm yeah, wrestling perfect. movie with Sloan. That needs to be a musical. <laughs> that, you know, they, they really blew it doing Rocky the Musical about four or five years ago. If they had done Over the Top the Musical. Right? I mean, the song is right there. Oh. Over the Top. Stallone, more like Stuh Together. Sorry, that was, that was, that was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so much better. Thank you. Roll Top. <laughs> so much better. That's how you should enter any conversation. Yeah, like, not... Do you have dentures, uh, Stallone, more likes together? <laughs> yeah, because then there would be a big, <laughs> big, loud silence for you to say what you're really going to say. And they would judge me like you're judging what? What do you judge, Anthony? Segway. All right, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what I judged. That was a very that smooth segue. so crafty. It was very good. I'm co-hosting like a motherfucker. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> let me tell you what I judge because I think this is, it sounds really condescending, but this is what I judge. When I see people reading really pretentious books, I judge them. Mm. If you're reading a really pretentious book in public or a book that's cliche idly pretentious, you know, those that read, if you're reading Proust in public or something, you know, you're reading In Search of Lost Time in public. I mean, listen, if you want to read that book, I think it's terrific, but I think it's funny when people read that kind of stuff in public. Then, How public is the public you're talking about? We're talking the subway, in a park, on a bench. Even in a park? Yeah. There's something I find to be condescending about demonstrating to the world that you're reading this thing that everybody knows to be intellectual lit. And I know this is like kind of meta and a little removed, and it probably is mixed in with my neuroses, because when I read books, I think a lot about how I'm being perceived by what I'm reading. So I think about this a lot. But particularly, this is the kicker. I'm extra judgy if they're at the beginning of the book, because I go... You're never going to finish that. Mm. You're so mean. It's so judgy. It's the it's really condescending and really pretentious, but that's what I'm overly judgy about. But that's why my original question, to circle back to the original idea, is what are we judgy about that we feel bad for being judgy about? And I right. do feel guilty for being judgy about that. 
But hmm. I don't know. I've gone so far in my life. I've I've I have actually gone to great lengths to make sure I'm not reading particular books in public and I only read hmm. them at home. Wow. I get that. I'm reading right now The Sociopath Next Door and the cover it's it the cover is just creepy horrible. eyes. Yeah, it's just horrible design yeah. on the cover and it just makes it seem very silly and kind of like goofy and it's <laughs> not and I also like I don't know. It's it's a really interesting book but it's also a pop psychology kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't want to be I equally don't want to be seen as reading pop psychology just as much as I wouldn't want to be reading like a psych 101 book. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather be reading something like Kant in public? I would never would ra- want to read that in the first place. Or would you rather be caught reading the Bernstein Bears in public? See, that's that's an interesting question because there was a woman on the train once and I, she was... <laughs> She was wearing a sweatshirt that said Tuskegee Airmen or Tuskegee students don't brag, but their mothers do, (laughs) which I thought was really adorable. And I love that. That is cute. Um, But she was also reading. She was like reading an Archie comic. And I thought that was so cool because I was like this woman Mm. who's obviously like an older woman loves Archie comics. And I think that was so cool. And I got such a great glimpse into like little bits about her just from observing all that. And I don't know. That made it her so much more interesting and endearing to me. This is an interesting motherfucking woman right here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Would you? I, okay, I guess my basic to circle back a second. My basic question here is: Would you rather be perceived as extremely pretentious or extremely stupid by everybody? I really, I would have to go with the former, pretentious, because like my biggest nightmare is being perceived as dumb. Yeah, me too. Like, the idea of shame surrounding dumbness is terrifying to me. Oh, me too. But, oh, my God. So, in that case, like, I would much rather be considered smart. But at the end of the day, I honestly, I feel very proud in saying that I don't give a shit at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because my I first... Do. I my first yeah, impulse, too. My first impulse is to, like, think about that stuff. But, like, when I really rationalize it, thank you, therapy... I, it it's just like, who cares? If they're yeah. judging me, then they're probably uh, like all hung up on their own insecurities. Just like I am when I judge jump well, exactly. chewers. That's why but, the, the whole yeah. thing about this episode is I think it can be ridiculous why we judge what we judge. And everybody but, judges everything. It's a yeah. healthy human oh, totally. part of your what brain. Like do. it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. don't put so much weight on it. Hopefully. Right. But Let that judgment flow. Yeah. We don't judge people enough. Well, it's instinctual, you know? Like, we used to judge things based off of, like, important things as we talked before the episode. Now we base them off of white people problems where we're worried about people's teeth and or... Well, actually, teeth is pretty important because it shows a sign of health. But we base based off of people's music tastes and or uh, books. But also, this stuff was, back in the day... Tribalism was important. Now it seems to be more important than it should be. But it was a way to keep yourself safe because you would judge someone based off of what choices they made either physically or audibly. And now, again, it's it's more important than it should be. Right. Uh, but so don't judge yourself for judging. Just realize that when you judge, it shouldn't have so much weight. Right. In most cases. You're comparing yourself to somebody else in an effort to... It's everything's competitive as through this conversation. I'm realizing 
we're always just in competition with one another, which seems just very biologically basic. And then, so you see something that you notice in somebody, and you're probably going to pick more up on things that you feel like you're better than them because of. Oh, sure. So I see somebody with just really out of fashion glasses. You know, this is oh, one yeah, of my, yeah, yeah. my favorite things is people with just particularly women because I'm part of that culture of women where we're just in competition with each other. So I'm just more judgy of women. Guilty for sure. Hmm. Um, yeah. But particular women that wear just eyeglasses that are so completely out of style drives me crazy. Who is even selling those things anymore? Where do they even get them? So you're not a fan of peacocking? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, like a cat eye glasses, like a, a set of cat eye glasses, I think that's a very particular choice, and that person is indeed conscious of fashion. But just hmm. like weird, wiry, square frames that look like yeah. something. I Like someone I went to high school with, if yeah. I had gone to high school in Tennessee. Oh, God, that's so mean. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, that is fascinating. We just lost all our Tennessee audience. <laughs> it is fascinating, though. The glasses, you know it immediately when you see it. You know unfashionable you glasses. You see it, and you're like, you sure. were homeschooled. <laughs> well, because it's, it's either, like, definitively a choice or not a choice. And so you can judge right. based upon that, and you judge either way. Because if it was a choice, they would have not picked those. Or Wait, they, they, they did, and then that's another whole reason for oh, judgment. Oh, gosh, yeah, what? Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's definitely right? a choice. Nobody is having glasses Yeah, there's always a choice. Upon I them. think it's just I'm so unfairly, let me emphasize, unfairly judgy of people who aren't informed enough to make a choice that will please my aesthetic of fashion, I think is what is the bottom line here. Well, I wonder what judgment's like in North hmm. Korea, where their choices are kind of limited to begin with. Yeah. What do they judge hmm. about? Well, they judge on a much higher stakes level. Like you're judging someone because they're not uh, crazy enough in their like worship of the great leader. Yeah, that's something to be judgy about. And then they can be reported and all this stuff. But I mean, in day to day, I wonder, I wonder how much different their judgments are. They must be so different. Every culture's judgments must be so. Oh, totally. I bet they're there. Got to be there. I think the stakes can be a lot higher in that society. We're a bunch of judgy fucks, us people. <laughs> Well, host Tony, I got a couple books I wrote down because I'm wondering about your book judgments. And so I have some pretty polarizing books. I want to see what you would think of that person. Oh, I love this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is, is a great so game. This, this is, is fun. so good. So pick the same person for all of these. You know, try not to change the person. Try to base the person upon your middle ground person or whatever. Okay. So how about we're in public at the park or on the train, wherever your worst judgment place would be. Can the person be a mime? As long as it's consistent. Okay. All right. <laughs> One so mime. So let's start. So this person is a mime in their 30s. <laughs> okay. They're the same age as you. All right. That's also important to the context of the book. Okay. And it's a, is it, are we going with a man or a woman mime? A uh, woman mime. Okay. Catcher in the rye. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I would judge, I'd be judgy of that. <laughs> what would you think of this female mime in their 30s reading Catcher in the Rye? Towards the beginning of the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, especially towards the beginning oh of the book. Oh, my God. I would think if you can't get through Catcher in the Rye, something is wrong. Because I, I, maybe the whole thing is you can't be reading the beginning of a book in public. You have to have made some headway in a book to bring it out in public. Because if you're bringing it in the beginning, particularly, I mean, really condescending stuff or pretentious shit that you're never going to get through. But also basic high school lit 
that's a that, that's a horse of another color, but it's still judge worthy. I would judge that. Yeah. Okay. So next, we're gonna go with the Stranger by Camus. Ooh. The Stranger. Uh, Your age, mime woman, reading in public. It's not as bad because it's not a super pretentious or con- in my opinion, I am H.O. It is not a super pretentious book to read, but it's also not something that you would just read in high school. So I wouldn't be as judgy. I, I would go, oh, that's a good book. That's how I would Which feel is still about judgmental, that. just you're not being negatively judgmental. Let's say that. Because Yeah. Well, everything is, judging, everything is a judgment, for sure. Exactly. But uh, yeah, The Stranger, you know, that I'm okay with that. Okay, so next we're going to have Dr. Seuss's Hop on Pop. <laughs> in public? In public, beginning of the book. <laughs> Mime, girl in her 30s. I would immediately talk to her. Not that she would talk back because she's a mime. <laughs> I would think it was part of it, her, her act. Yeah, I would be part of the act. So mm-hmm. I, I guess we do have to divorce this maybe from the mime stick. <laughs> she might not talk back, but you might try to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, would mi- I would mime to her, great book. <laughs> uh, and, my, and my last one on my list here Chicken soup for the soul Oh <laughs> That's the appropriate noise Yeah I would noise. judge that, that would be yeah. the noise How I would make. 1999 Yeah especially <laughs> How dated that whole thing is It would be Actually you know what I would be interested to see If they're reading it In an ironical way To see How different We are as a society that could be I'd interesting. be interested to see if they use the word ironical personally. <laughs> ironical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Misuse word alert. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with ironical? Is that a word? Yeah. No, no, ironical. You could be ironical. You could be ironical. I think it's just ironic. No, no, no way. Hold on, hold on. Are hold you saying, so is ironical just like a little bit ironic? Or like... Playing at ironic? No, ironical. It seems non-committal to actually being ironic. All right, hold I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to feel very judged. Ironical. I'm looking it up right now. Adjective form. Oh yeah, I- adjective form of ironic. Okay. Well, so there we go. I secede to your brilliance, and <laughs> I would avoid it. I'd I'd find a way to not use it. Because I think being I here's the thing. I think being ironic is more has more in common with irony in, in so much as like dramatic irony. Ironical seems more sarcastic to me. Hmm. Is the distinction. Okay. Well, I've just seen ironic used to mean sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, me so too. So many times that I just don't understand the extra me, syllable. Me too, but I I think that ironical is more clear personally. Ooh. Disagree. About sarcasm. But that's I'm just judging you a little bit. On your <laughs> call, call in at 929 352. Weigh in on the great ironical debate. 6173. If you want to get in on this irony debate between ironic and ironical, you can conversely email us at let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. You can post about it on Insta or Twitter at Lemayak Pod. And that is our show. That might have been the smartest show we've had. Sorry, Greg, man. Um, you're, <laughs> We're judging you're the dumb you. Light that brings us down. 
<laughs> also, I'd like to add, uh, if you'd like to donate to our show, which would be wonderful, head over to moot.tv and click on any one of the posts for Lamayak Pod, and you'll find a link there so that you can give us wonderful money to help us do what we do. And also, you can find me at We Are All Spies if you'd like to see my crazy artwork, and Anthony at Anthony Doing Stuff, Gregaman, who's not here, at The Gregaman. And Meredith, where can we find you if you want to be found? And if not, then... I don't need to be found, but you can just see me out on the streets in New York living my life, judging the fuck out of you if you happen to have <laughs> gum in your mouth. <laughs> Yo, if you're reading a book, or if your teeth is weird, oh or my if God, you listen don't to music, even come at me chewing. with your, two th- your 2,000 glasses, I will. <laughs> mm. <laughs> chewing that gum like cud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're going to chew your gum, keep your mouth closed. I think that's something we could all agree I just on, saw right? Anthony try it. Unless you're trying to be ironical. Yeah, I was thinking about it. You really just had to see if it was possible for you. Yeah, ironical. The word is <laughs> yeah. ironical, motherfucker. Try to be ironical. Chew with that mouth open, you disgusting <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, that was an informative episode of my act. And entertaining. That was good. I seem very condescending but uh you know what's what's new really i apologize for my if i come off that way but you can judge me listen this is america judge me all you want i love a good judgment this is an honest episode it's honest can we call it the honest episode? i think we will yeah that makes me think this kind of comes full circle back to the the comparing cats to dicks episode because one of the cats that I talked about was like the picture was titled Honest Thoughts. <laughs> that sounds like New a- listeners, please go back and listen to that. That was a very extra, extra special episode <laughs> with just Anthony and Meredith. Where, well, which, how did this go? Meredith looked at penises and described them to Anthony in the style of cats? I described dicks to Meredith and she named a cat that the dick would look like. Breeds, cat they're breeds. They're neither dicks or cats. <laughs> that might be right up your alley. It's my favorite episode. Right up your alley, cat? Is that thing? Right up your... Which That's just leads naturally on. to MC Scat Cat and <laughs> Paula Abdul, Abdul. Because opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done here. It's been another wonderful week at Let Me Ask You a Question. Until next week, our hundredth episode. But oh my gosh, we gotta we gotta get some big stuff in the works. All right, we're gonna leave now so we can talk about that. All right, (laughs) goodbye, everybody. Mood.tv. Stallone, more like stuh together.